0: So I want to share a word, really remind you. This word was really inspired by my sister a free year yesterday. She's now shocked. Um, I was asking the Lord, what should I share? What should I share? And uh, she raised a prayer topic and uh, it really spoke to me. So I want to speak on the Christ-centered life. This is something that we as a church are very, very familiar with. Look at your neighbor and say the Christ-centered life. To remain focused on our main objective as Christians. John chapter 14, verse 6 Our Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is an unequivocal statement. This statement is viewed by the world as a bigoted statement. How can one person say that he is the way, the truth, and the life. How, how can I? Are you saying that other religions are wrong? Other ways of believing and reaching out to God, are you saying they're wrong? Well, that is exactly what the Lord is saying. He is saying that he is the way, not a way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. You see, our Lord Jesus Christ is the only true standard for life. He is the only true standard for life. He is the only valid measurement upon which we base truth. He is the only valid measurement for truth. He is the only relevant way to follow. And the reason why this is important for us as believers is that it is very easy to stray from trying to follow what Jesus has to say. As a pastor, many times I'm in dealing with issues and I will say to people, but the Lord says in his word, do it like this. And their response to me will be, yeah, I know, but, but you don't understand, Pastor Joe, what I am going through. You don't understand my situation. You don't understand. And so they will nullify what Jesus has to say about their situation by what they believe. I want to encourage you that you seek to live a Christ-centered life. This is not a teaching. I'm just going to encourage you. I'm just going to preach. I'm going to stir your hearts to seek after God first. Don't copy other people's bad behavior. Say to your neighbor, don't copy other people's bad behavior. Make sure that you are living for Christ. Christ is the true beauty of God. The true beauty of God, I like that. He is the radiance of God's glory. He is the excellence of God's magnificence. What a a statement. Look at Hebrews 1, 3. He says, concerning Christ, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, upholding all things, By the word of his power or by his powerful word, he holds everything together by his powerful word. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Our Lord Jesus Christ, beloved, is the one you should be in love with. He is the one you should seek to follow after. He is the reason why you should come to church. If it's not the reason why you are in church, then I I suggest you either repent or find another reason or find another church because Christ is the only reason. Beloved, listen, my grandmother was 99 years. I remember she was one of the first people who communicated to me who made me feel loved as a person. To me, it looked like she would never die. When I knew her, she was old. When I first knew she was old and now she's gone. 99 years she's gone. Gone to her reward. Time goes so fast. Don't live your Christian life by other people's measurements, by other people's standards. Be zealous for the Lord. Even if you look like an oddball. One thing that I like about David Ling's ministry is that he is willing to be abused as he says what he says, he will say homosexuality is a sin to the homosexual. He will tell he will tell people you're going to hell. He'll tell the Islamists that you are lost, you're going to hell, and they'll be hating on him. But in the end, some of them will turn to Christ. And as I've been watching him, I've been thinking, Joe, you have backslidden. Let's just call it what it is. You have become too politically correct. Now I believe in wisdom, don't get me wrong, but we should be willing to be insulted and misunderstood for our faith you know people will accuse you of not being full of love when you tell them the truth as a pastor at times I will tell people the truth and they will say to me they will tell me that I don't understand and they will accuse me of not being loving this is Christians I'm not talking about unbelievers say to your neighbor he's talking about you and I they will, they will be upset with me. Now, this is Christians who talk in tongues. They even talk in tongues. And they will tell. when you tell them the truth, they will tell you that you're not being nice, you're not being loving, you're not being kind. So what about, so as for the unbelievers, I don't worry about their, or oh no, rephrase. We shouldn't worry about their response. I was going to say I don't worry about their response, but sometimes I do. And this is not good. Jesus is the only standard we should seek to live up to. Only standard. And if, see, at times people say, are you telling me I should, be, I should be, allow people to treat me like a fool? If it's for the sake of Christ, why not? What a privilege. He didn't say amen there. You know, Acts 4.12 says this, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, this is a wonderful scripture for salvation, for sure. Jesus is the name by which we are saved. But there are so many connotations to this. There is no other name, or that word name, nature, or that word nature, character, given among men by which we are saved. That word saved, that by which we receive wholeness. By which we enter into reality. There's no other nature. There's no other character by which we enter into true wholeness and meaning except Jesus. Do you know that the name Jesus is superior to the name Yahweh or Jehovah? Did you know that at times people will say God's name is Jehovah and is the holiest name? No, 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 no. The holiest of all of God's name is Yeshua in the, in the Greek, Hebrew. Jesus. Because in Jesus is Jehovah. Or Yahweh in Jesus is the Jehovah of God. That name, you, you are looking at me like I'm, I'm speaking some wrong doctrine. I'm telling you the truth. It's the truth. Go and look it up. Go and do your research. That name, there is no other name. In this age, in the age to come, the name Jesus is the name of the triune God. Is the name in which the Father has invested everything. By which humanity and the created order are redeemed and that's why you should always seek to do things the way Jesus would you should always seek to live your life the way Jesus would can you say amen Amen. you should always seek to honor the Lord Jesus in your secret history when nobody is watching that is the time when Jesus is looking for the greatest praise you know praise and worship, like, I like what Angela was saying Worship is not singing songs Now you can sing songs and it will be worship But singing songs is singing songs It's only worship if it is to give honor to God If it is to, 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 to lift up God If it is to make sure that God is the one by which we are doing, or doing what we're doing See the reason why I'm saying this is this When we worship or honor God when no one is watching, when we honor Jesus when no one is watching, that is true worship. That is true worship. That is when God is like, yeah, that is the kind of worship that causes the angels to stand still in awe. You know, at times you have have people singing. It was wonderful singing, but I didn't hear all of it. I heard my wife. She was doing really well. It was amazing. Amazing. She's not even well, and she was singing. It's amazing. fantastic. But, you know, it's only worship if it was unto the Lord. Even the way you dress can be worship. Shabo. Even the way you dress. You see, sometimes, some of us dress, and it's not worship at all of God. It's worship of ourselves. I'm talking about the men now. I'm talking about the men talking about the men sometimes the way the men prepare themselves to go outside you can tell they have really worshipped themselves you want me to talk I'm talking about men, I'm a man, I'm talking about men everybody should mind their own issues one of the things that when I was leading the prayer that really spoke to me and um, it's something that I'm I'm going to really explore with the Holy Spirit, especially for next year, is this issue that we're called to be disciples of Jesus. We're called to live Christ-centered lives. Disciples of Jesus Christ. disciplined followers of him. People who are consumed with a passion to be his disciples. I was talking with David Lynn, and he was telling me that, you know, at times, he, he, gets, he gets so frustrated with the church, his church, that he said one day, he just said, right, we're not having service. They all came like you, and like now, I said, now let's all go out to go and evangelize and share the gospel and talk to people. Because, he said, as far as he's concerned, he's called to make disciples. Not a whole bunch of people coming to church just come to church. Now, Now I'm not doing that today. I'm not doing that today. So don't be, you know. But, but I understood his heart. Because our Lord said this. And I'm going to read it. What will it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Beloved, you, you can't put a price on your soul. You can't put a price on your soul. You can't allow failed marriage to determine the destiny of your soul you can't allow somebody betraying your trust to determine the destiny of your soul you can't allow people taking from you what is yours to determine the outcome of your soul matthew chapter 16 verses 24 to 27 then jesus said to his disciples this is after he had rebuked peter because peter was too concerned about what pleases men You know, he said, you're not going to go to Jerusalem and suffer after he had said "He are the Christ and so forth. Verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his own soul, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. As a pastor, I am burdened for several of you, because I see Satan working on you to deceive you. To cause you to stray from the simplicity of devotion to Christ. To cause some of you to allow wounds and bitterness to enter your heart and defile you. To cause you to deviate from serving Jesus, regardless of the pain you're going through, to serving yourself and then calling it worshiping God. It really bothers me. I mean, I know most of your situations. This ain't no word of knowledge. I know most of your situations. It really bothers me. And some of you, when I've spoken to you, I'm really grieved in my spirit because I'm like, Lord, I can't convince these people. I, I don't have the skill set. I don't actually have the skill set. I don't know what to do. But I, I am, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for some of us because to me, to me, in my, my, my little mind, you are trading something else for your soul. You are not putting the premium on your soul the way you should. One day I heard this man of God speaking. He was speaking through Mike Bickel's ministry and he was speaking on Mike Bickel's platform and he was talking about how God was using him in miracles and healings and he was planting churches and doing amazing things, the kind of things that we're praying for. And then he said one day he had the visitation from God and God rebuked him. And told him that he's not even right. If he was to die right now, he wasn't saved. And he was, at first he was like, Lord, how can this be? And then he said the Lord began to show him why it was so. He said the way at times you look at the sisters, you look at the sisters with uncleanness in your heart, you got issues with your brothers, fellow brothers. Some of you you are fighting one, you and he was talking to that guy. He's like got issues with some other people, he gets angry with different ones, he doesn't have forgiveness in his heart, but yet God was so using him that he thought it validated his lifestyle. And because of this easy believism that has polluted the gospel, whereby people are encouraged that like there is a truth to it, but it's also wrong. All you have to do is just believe it doesn't matter what you do. Well, it really matters what you do, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, I'm diverting a little bit, but I'm going to shock you. I believe in one saved, always saved, but I also believe that you have to work out your own salvation. How about that? I do. I believe. I believe in both. You say, how is it possible? It's between me and my Jesus. It's between me and my Jesus. But the point I want to make is, is this. This guy was doing all these things, but he had the wrong issues in his heart. He had the wrong issues in his heart. And God spoke to him and warned him that he had to repent. And I have shared with you a few times about how one day the Lord showed me some of our pastors. You know, our pastors in Ghana, great men of God, awesome men of God. They are powerful men. Some of them are far more powerful than I am in certain graces great grace upon their life but he showed me all of them in Hades, in chains except for one and the one that wasn't in chains was the youngest among them and he said and, and, and in the vision he was really warning them that they weren't right so I asked him how is this possible and one of the things the Lord spoke to me was the way they deal with offense the way they deal with offense is one of the reasons why they're there Beloved, for me, I am working at my salvation with fear and trembling. The reason why I do what I do, I am kid you not, ain't the money, that's for sure. <laughs> it certainly ain't the ambience. It ain't, it ain't in order to, to look after my family. May, I mean, there are some things, and it definitely ain't for popularity, because there are some things, if I wanted to make money, the last place I want to make money is in church. No, God's money. You're joking now. I would rather steal from the devil than steal from God. No. There are certain things I'm scared of. But Paul said something that there is, I'm constrained. He said, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. You know, there is a, there's this constraint. There is this thing upon me that I have to do what I do, Period. Whether I get paid or not, hopefully I get paid. Whether I get paid or not, I have to do my job. I have to do my job, which is to be a disciple of Christ, to live for Jesus, regardless. And whether people love me, people hate me, I want people to love me. I'm, I'm not. Look, people think Joe doesn't care what people think. I care what people think. I care. what, If right now I'm talking, you're like, shut up, get out. I'll be afraid. If somebody got up and said, hey, my friend, shut up and sit down. Depend on their size. I would, you know? <laughs> yeah. Depend on their size, you know. Like if somebody burst through here, I'm a Kaida. I'm going to blow your brains out. i would say, Lord, I'll be terrified, but I believe I will stand my ground. Because I've had a dream like that where somebody came, we're going to blow your brains. I'm like, and I'm terrified. And he put the gun and I'm like, now remember, actually, this is a dream. We can, we can wake up. So I opened my eyes. I opened my eyes. I said, I was afraid. Now I wasn't gonna deny Jesus. I said, deny Jesus. I said, I said, no, man, Hold on, this is a dream. But re- <laughs> this happened to me. This happened, yeah. But 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 that is dreamer. But in reality, I'll be terrified if somebody came in here. All of you who aren't Christians, scared out. Some of you do this. I'm getting out in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You know. Joe, you know, we'll see you in heaven. You know. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is, I want to welcome my salvation with fear and trembling. I want to be serious about my faith. I'm sorry. I want to be serious about my faith. Look, at times, coming to church, how many of you know at times coming to church is not exciting? Hey, hey, you're... you're, you're at times, coming to church, even, even like the prayer means the prayer, early morning prayer. How many of you do the early morning prayer? At times, it's hard, isn't it? The way the morning sleep feels between 4.30 and 5, there is nothing like it. No matter how early I go to bed, that time, the sleep is different. It's like you have to press in to live a righteous life. It's not easy to live a righteous life, beloved. It's not easy to live a sanctified, Christ-centered life, to have a marriage that you're trying to honor Jesus and you feel like your spouse is just taking the liberty. Not my wife. I mean, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm not, not talking about my marriage. I'm talking about general life. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm not. I don't want to know wahala. I'm not talking about any... <laughs> Family situation. Your children, that's just just like you just want to, you just not strangle them. You really want to beat them. I'm not talking about my children. I'm not talking about my children. But then you know you can't anymore. They become big. So you have to be careful. So you have to live holy and godly. What am I saying? You have to be so serious about your salvation that you will deal hard on yourself before you deal with anybody else. Our Lord says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What will it profit you and I if we get the whole The other day that, I was talking to a very seasoned man of God. Very seasoned man of God. He's been in the ministry for a while. And I was talking to him about his marriage. And the things he said really troubled me. And he said this to me. You know, I know you're in a very difficult position, Joseph. He said, you know, I understand what you're going through as the pastor, the bishop, and everything, but, well, I'll pray, but this is what I believe. And what he believed was wrong because he had pain in it. Beloved, whenever your pain influences your decision, your decision is wrong. Whenever your pain is what's influencing your decision and not God's word, your decision is wanting. Quickly. Quickly. Luke 14, 25, 27. Now, great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life, also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Your love for Jesus compared to the closest and most important relationships must be like hatred for them. In other words, if you have to choose. At times I tell my my son, you're not a pagan. So do not act like you're a pagan. Do not have their mindset. They live their lives without reference to God. They live their lives based on how they feel, how it looks. We are not pagans. We're not pagans. We're sons of the living God. We are disciples of Christ. We're seeking to live a Christ-centered life. And therefore, when it comes to our even most important relationships, Jesus must still be first. I said Jesus must still be first. Sometimes, because you stand for Jesus, it will mean you will lose loved ones. Look, when some of these Muslims come to faith, that's the end of their family. That's it. They are not just disowned. They want to kill them. You get a small insult and you think, oh... Oh my friends are telling me I'm weird. Rejoice! Come on! What kind of Christianity? Oh don't don't be too don't be too radical. Be radical! Sometimes when we Christians we pray in public, we're so apologetic. Oh I'm so sorry. I'm just about to pray. Oh um, you're sitting, Christians are sitting and they're about to pray for a meal, you know. And it's like this. Who's <laughs> watching? Muslims, it's time to pray. You can be doing whatever, they'll take their mat if they've got one, roll it out. Right, block every path, and then start to pray. Pray towards Mecca. They pray in their Arabic, and if they want to pray that, you can't do nothing. Christian, even praying in tongues. No, 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 there's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with us. You see a Christian worshiping, they bring their friends to church and they're worshiping. Normally in church they'll be singing, shout to the Lord. When their friend is there. (laughs) Shout to the Lord. All the elves. Let us sing. I'm not. I'm not as wild as them. And then you see someone shout to the king. No, no, not today, not today. To the king, mountains bow down. You remember the days when Michael Okurumadu be mountains bow down and the sea, and would see sea will roll. And that's when your friend. No, no, no. Oh, that's when Pastor John will take the mic and I'm gonna ride. So no, not today, not today. something wrong with us something wrong with us that's when you want Pastor John to do his fire I can't get the bike Ah, and I'll be there (laughs) so I want to just highlight a few things just talking to you to conclude then we're going to pray for the ministers and for you in our pursuit to be Christ centered as a corporate body Look at what he says. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. We have to be willing to identify with his cross, which means rejection, which means shame, which means pain, which involves self-denial, we have to be, which involves humiliation. We have to be willing. And at times, you, because you make a stand for Jesus... Family members will disown you. You have to be willing to face that. I'm not saying go home and create confusion in your family and say, Pastor Joe says I should, I should cut you all off. I'm not saying that. There's something wrong with your head. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but what I am saying is, for the sake of Christ and righteousness, you have to be willing to be rejected. A few things I want to point out. We must strive for the unity of the spirit in our church as we seek to be a Christ-centered church. At times, you will see things and you will hear things that undermines our unity. Scripture says, endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. If there are things that you see or you hear that could cause disharmony, stop it. I remember as a, a believer growing in church, at times people would come and complain to me about the pastors or they'll complain to me about something in the church, and I would there and there arrest them. I'd say, no, something wrong with you. I won't say, eh, is that true? What happened? What did you see? No, no, I said, no, there's something. No, 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 you can't talk like that. Or I'll say, let's go. Let's go and talk to the guy. One day somebody came and complained. They said, so and so said such. I said, hold it right there. Stop. Come, 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 call them. Repeat now. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. You said, repeat. You said, then I won't have friends. De- then you're blessed. Don't have that kind of friend. Two, honor God's house with the spirit of excellence. If you want to be a Christ-centered person. Listen, how you treat God's house affects how he treats your house. And this is God's house. Every time God's people gather together, it becomes his house. Treat God's house with excellence. Treat God's house with excellence. Say to your neighbor, treat God's house with excellence. One of the things that we've been praying about seriously is about our punctuality. I want to encourage you to break the curse of being late to things. And it starts with how you treat God's house. Listen, why should certain people with a certain pigmentation be known for lateness yeah. I mean what nonsense and we have foolish statements like hey, this is African time, Afri what time there is no African time this is, this is Jamaican time, this is no, there is no Jamaican time, there is no Jamaican time what do you mean this is Nigerian. this is, oh, no 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 it's just, it's just time, it's just time and you see this manifesting in a lot of weddings. A lot of weddings this manifesting. Let's just move on. There's a wedding coming soon. The bride is not even here right now. Send this message, telegram, to all those getting married. A few, yeah, the brides are not here. A few people are getting married. Send this message. And if you want to get married, start being punctual. <laughs> In all that you do. There's a few guidelines, a few things. I'm just talking about being, living a Christ-centered life. Serve to please God, not for man's recognition. You know, I never thought that this could ever be an issue for me. But as I've grown in church, I find at times, even I myself, I do things for man's recognition. Sometimes... The reason why I don't want to be late for prayer is not because of God, because I know he doesn't mind, but because of man. Hey! Look at the way you're looking at me. Sometimes, the other day, I woke up late for the first time ever in these prayer things. The alarm went off. I put it on snooze. I have these snooze buttons. I didn't used to believe in snooze until early morning prayer. And then it went off again, and I put it off because I said, I'm getting up. I'm getting up, but let me just stretch my eyes out a little bit, and then I'll get up. As I opened my eyes, it was 5.53. There was no way I could now log in. So I was now faced with a dilemma. Do I send do I just log in anyway and say, hey, hey. Uh, hallelujah, we had some issues we had to deal with. <laughs> some pastoral. <laughs> you know, we could just hide behind the pastoral. because, Oh yeah, we understand, we're sure. I said, nah, simple. Confession is good for the soul. It's not scripture, but it makes sense. So I just sent it. So I just sent it to Lorraine, private one then it's just between us because we normally do the, that Monday morning slot Lorraine and someone else who, who else is it a free, well, it was a free is it normally you yeah but I couldn't remember who you So, or do I send it to everyone so listen confession is good just send it and tell them the truth I overslept. now I didn't want to do that do you know why because of men high service Say to your neighbor is talking to you. So we're all vulnerable to this. Fourth point, Fourth point: beware of religious pride. Say religious pride. If there is one thing that is dangerous, is religious pride. Not just pride, but religious pride. Where you gain confidence in arrogance because of something you read in the Bible, it's dangerous. The Bible says divorce is a sin, so you are insane. Hey, you, you, you are a single person. You have been married, you know, and you are talking like that. When you marry and you've gone through marriage for 14 years, then you'll understand why people divorce. Nonsense. Be quiet. Be quiet. You don't know. It's easy. It's easy to say. him. before I had children, I used to tell people, "Hey, prayer meeting, bring the children. Bring them." bring the children, it doesn't matter, bring the children why? after all they can sleep there. then I started having children and I went back to all the prayers, I said you know I was a fool, I didn't know what I was talking about, (laughs) I am so sorry, I was just in ignorance yeah until you've been, tread people's path, you don't know what is going on so be careful of your pride be careful of your pride be careful of religious pride four Honor the leaders God puts in your life and cooperate with each other. As part of our desire to be a Christ-centered church, we have to learn to honor leaders. Can you say amen? amen? And sometimes the leader is not very good. Sometimes you can have a leader that God will give you that is not a very good leader. David had Saul. Saul was a demon demonized leader i'm not a demonized pastor he was a demonized king can you imagine and he was the lord's anointed and he used to torment david because he was envious of david but he was still god's anointed you have to be careful how you treat your cell leader when the usher says to you sit over there sit over there don't tell him that's not my seat sit over there, that's your authority right now. Yes, I've got five more minutes left. Sit over there. I'm the one who sets the order. What are you talking about? You have to be under authority. You have to be under authority. At times, I'm watching people, the asher will say, can you kindly move there? And they will just, as if the asher was invisible. I'm watching this, I think, wow, people are bold. Well, I'm a man under authority, so we'll stop there. We're gonna pray. I want all the ministers to come to the front, please. Now, Aisha and the team are, are, are overseeing you guys. Um, Steve and Enoch are also elders who are here if you need any input, any guidance, and so forth. Um, But if there are any issues outside of, that you have with these guys, then Philip and John, how many of you know Pastor Philip and Pastor John? They are not here. They are also people you can appeal to, all right? But I'm only going for two weeks. Can you guys, I don't know if there's some kind of demarcation going on here. Can we all stand? I want us to pray for these men and women. Some of them are not here. Um, Delia has gone to Ghana and so has Zen. And Zen is a uh, courier driver. David Ogila is also not here. And who else? Lindsay also is not here um, because she's preaching somewhere else. Today there's preaching going on. And Sharon Allen is in America doing something with her family. Amen. Stretch your hands out. We want to pray that God will bless these men and women. We want to ask God's protection upon them as they lead you. If you can raise your hands to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray for your wisdom and your protection on this team. Lord, we ask that you will give them a new level of grace, a new level of anointing. Lord, as they serve this house, you will pour your oil upon them. You will cause them to prosper. The mantle that you've placed on me to pastor this church, let it now rest upon each of them in measure so that they'll be effective in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may remain standing. I want us to pray. I want